Welcome to the LA Confidential Podcast. I'm Christopher Elliott, joined by the boys. Hello. Aaron and Aiden Elliott. How are you guys doing? Doing good. We are coming to you from Barcelona, Spain on a Christmas Eve. And we're doing a same day podcast, meaning we're recording and posting on the same day. Living dangerously. Damn straight. <laughs> and we've had quite the interesting uh, week here. Uh, we discovered some Catalan food. And uh, we also uh, ate a lot, maybe way too much uh, Christmas cookies and things like that. Turron. 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 But um, we also are doing something that's kind of a tradition in our family, which is that we're talking about our favorite places of the year. We're doing favorite destinations this week, and next week we're doing least favorite destinations. So we've been kind of debating that here. Before we get to that, though, um, let's talk about our, um, our question of the week for you, which is, what's your favorite destination of... 2022 been and why so uh put your your answer in the comments and we will read them in our next podcast we got so many comments on our last uh, uh you know the, the last podcast because we were talking about injuries i can't we have what 40 comments it's insane crazy i think everyone's gone traveling and then gotten injured i know i know it's like the number one thing to do it's like oh i want to go to orlando not to go to disney but I want to get like hit by a bus. Uh, I was shocked. I thought, you know, uh, it didn't happen that often, but apparently it does. People do get injured and hurt and seriously injured. And some of these stories, we'll get to them later. I thought people had actually were, you know, there's a near death experience. So I'm glad that everyone survived. Otherwise, obviously they wouldn't be putting a comment on the site. So um, I didn't, Let's talk about paella because we we had a really wonderful experience this week where we went out with some friends from a company called Travel Local and Chef Rosa helped us, uh, introduced us to Catalan paella, which is like, you know, the, the traditional Spanish just made with um, it's like rice. risotto. Yeah, it's like, it's not quite risotto, but... It's like a risotto yeah, chip. Yeah, so... Um, I tell us what tell us what paella is, please. Paella is a huge pot, and you cook uh, vegetables and assortments of uh, different proteins in it, and uh, then you add uh, rice and vegetable stock. It basically is risotto, um, mm-hmm. but you leave it in the pot uh, for the bottom to really crisp up, and you scrape it off the bottom. And uh, you enjoy. A big part of paella is you leave stuff in the pan to get really, really dark, and then you scrape it off and you deglaze, uh, and it's actually quite good. And the Spanish tradition, of course, uh, everyone stands over this large like fire and makes the paella and drinks wine and talks, and that's like part of the overall experience. But Aaron, I got to ask you, what is the one key ingredient of paella? So when you're eating paella, you're not eating, you're not eating a rice dish. You're not eating even vegetables. Mainly you're eating olive oil or some other tor- form of oil. Like when we were making this, it was probably three to four cups of olive oil. It was insane. Oh, it was, it was crazy. Uh, and, but that wasn't the worst of it. I mean, uh, 
Chef Rosa actually made potatoes where yes, the, patatas bravas. Most of the ingredient was um, olive oil. Yep, it was it crazy. Was, it wasn't. They weren't. She said, "Oh, I'm not frying it. I'm just <laughs> going to do it at a lower temperature." Yes. <laughs> But it was still, you're just putting it into, dunking yeah. it into oil. It was like oil. french fries, really. Yeah, yeah. basically. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was fried in olive oil, which I guess is better than uh, It's not fried canola. because the temperature was lower. Yeah. But yeah, I can't so, believe that so they're so able to make that. It's still frying. So what did you guys think of yeah. it, though? Uh, the cookies were well, really not good. the cookies. We're going to get to the cookies in a minute. I'm just talking about the paella. Okay, the paella was good. Yeah, it actually was really, really nice. Um, it's... I mean, there's a lot of Spanish dishes that we've had that are just way overpowering and super salty. It, the pie was actually not overpowering. It was very nice. Yeah. It was pleasant to eat. In fact, actually, uh, we took some home and I kept eating it for the next two days. Oh, we still have some. Yeah. We still have some? We made a ridiculous amount. Um, we're probably not going to eat the rest right now because it's been like three days. That's what we're going to be eating for Christmas. No, like no, Everyone no, no, else no. is eating no, something. It's, it's too late now. But we, <laughs> uh, for reference, guys, we're, 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 we're three large men. But like, if you see how big the pot is, you'll realize why we haven't finished it all. Yeah, there was a lot there. Okay, switching gears, we also made something very special, which is... Uh, the traditional Polvorones. Spanish cookie called pol- polvorones. 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 Now, uh, now a, a polvorones, can you describe what a polvorones uh, is made of and what it tastes like? A polvorones are mainly, mainly made out of butter or lard, but in this case it was mainly made out of coconut oil. And then you uh, add some, uh, let's say, almond flour and sugar. Right, it tastes like as an almond. Things like that. Right. So, Whatever. yeah, it's basically... And then you toast the, um, the they, flour in the oh, in yeah, the oven. Oh, yeah, the flour, of course, yeah. Um, they, they, did, they took some steps to make sure that the flour wasn't clumpy, so they put it into the oven. Yeah. But, yeah, it's basically a cookie, um, but it's mainly, uh, it's mainly actually coconut and, oil. Uh, <laughs> and powdered sugar on top of it. And they said, oh, well, <clears throat> we'll make, you know, half the batch here, and uh, you can have some. And I said... Well, you know, we live here, so maybe you can just make the whole batch. We'll take some home with us. We still have some. I've been, I can only eat one a day because they're very rich, but they are so good. They're very good. You like them too? Uh, yeah, it's uh, the, the, the main taste, the main flavor you get from it is um, uh, that of vanilla, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't even know how we got because we didn't even add vanilla to it, um, and uh, toasted uh Toasted flour, and then also um, zest. Right, because they they added lemon peel and orange peel to it. Yeah, and also the yeah. little extra bit of salt really goes a long way yeah. with that. We added That's a pinch of salt to so it. So good. Mm-hmm. Maybe after we we're done with the podcast, I'll eat one. Yep. Maybe I'll make an exception and have two today. Um, so we we did we went through a company called Travel Local and they do like uh, authentic experiences on the ground um, and we had heard about them we knew someone who worked for them so they set all this up I'm glad we did that it was a very authentic experience and uh, I feel like we understand a little bit more about Catalan culture how it's different from Spanish culture and we had a really terrific chef too she was very nice and a good good uh, chef as well she she really knew what she was doing so I'm grateful for that um and barcelona is you know what a cool town gotta say barcelona at christmas time it's it's been in the high 60s low 70s here it feels like you know late spring 
Uh, you it's, mean high 70s, low 60s. That's what I said. You said low 60s, high 70s. <laughs> okay, well, you know what? Not it's possible. The, it's the medication then. Okay, I'm sorry about that. Anyway, yes, it's been, but it's been very, um, you know, been very warm. I, mean, I like that about Barcelona is that, you know, in Madrid, I thought it was going to snow, but here it's been really, really nice. And by the way, thank you to everyone for their emails of concern about uh, my accident. I feel much better today. Good news. And you probably don't even know this item, but I went out walking without my crutches for the first time. Mm. Yeah, so very I, nice. I, uh, and soon was, you're going to be running a marathon. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think so. All right. On to the main event here, which is our favorite places of the year. And um, we will start by asking you, gentlemen, the most interesting place of 2022. So for you, what was the place that intrigued you the most? Let's start with Aiden. I would say UAE, uh, but really in general, all of the oil countries, including Qatar, but Qatar was in December, so last year. Um, but so why did you think it was uh, intriguing? They, they don't look like they should exist. Yeah, it's right. like, well, where's the money coming from? How do you get all of this stuff? Yeah, uh, and uh, it's beautiful. It's a pleasure to walk around and and enjoy the the comforts of the country because there there are a lot of uh, luxuries that you don't get anywhere else. Uh, but also, there's just a lot of intrigue because you're wondering, well, how the heck did it get all this stuff? Yeah, I agree with you. That for for me, it was very intriguing. I'd never seen anything like. UAE, and uh, I don't think anything like it will ever exist again. It's just incredible. Mm. Um, how about you, Aaron? What was the most fascinating place of 22 for you? You know, that's a very interesting question because there's so many interesting places that we've been to. So we've been to South Africa. We were there for two months this year, which is crazy. I can't believe that we did that almost. And South Africa is interesting because it is another place. I mean, I agree with the UAE and that is an interesting place, but South Africa is a place where you're kind of like, how does this place actually exist? Because it's, there are some things that are so similar, especially if you've been to the UK, you feel like, oh, this is just like the UK, but there's things that just don't add up. They're just very idiosyncratic to South Africa. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's interesting, but we've also been to um, Cyprus and Turkey and I want to say those two are two places that I found very fascinating because Cyprus is an island divided in two and Turkey is well I, there's really nothing else quite like it every time every minute I spent in Turkey I probably learned something new about that place that I didn't know beforehand mm -hmm. Turkey really if you haven't been there you're not expecting it because Turkey it's there's so many confusing ideas around what Turkey is, some preconceptions that people have. But I think that if you go there, you'll realize like, wow, this is really not what you're expecting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to agree with you guys on, uh, on UAE and on Turkey and on South Africa. Those were places that I found absolutely fascinating. For me, the most fascinating destination was Norway. Norway was the fjords looked like something straight out of a science fiction movie. And uh, I love being north of the uh, Arctic Circle and experiencing complete daylight all year, you know, all, all, all day long, all year long, all day long. 
Yeah, I remember um, and showing off. I was like, hey guys, it's it's uh, 5 a.m., look outside, and then it's still bright outside. Yeah. They're like, what the, f- what, how did that happen? Yeah. Uh, I just, I love, we were up there with Hurtiruten, which is, uh, I, you know, it actually is a functioning cargo ship that transports um, goods between these um, ports, coastal, coastal ports in Norway, and we had a chance to interact with some of the Norwegians there, and I just thought it was, yeah, and just completely unexpected. And then when we were in Bergen, too, I thought it was really unlike any European city that I've ever mm-hmm. been to. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, and, and so cool with what they've done with electric vehicles there and the, the outlook that people have. Yeah. So I found that to be very interesting. Yeah, I think that the one thing that I've always come to the conclusion every time I go traveling someplace is you really don't know what to expect when you get to a place. You're not ready for it. You don't know what you're going to find there. And that's kind of by definition. You're exploring the world. If you did know what you're getting yourself into, then it wouldn't be really exploration, would it? Yeah, if we had just gone to the same old places, and you know, believe me, we've we've done that. I mean, we traveled in the United States for many years. Uh, it would have, we wouldn't have this much experience to share with you. So let's move on to the next experience. And Aiden, I want you to tell us about the best culinary experience because we we talk about food so much. What destination had the best food for you? Best food. Mm-hmm. Oh. See, that's interesting. Um, this year, it would be a toss-up between... Now, let me think of this for a second. Um, I, mean, I, I can guess maybe it would be Paris a is going to be there? What? Is Paris going to be there? Aaron, don't guess what I have to say because I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> yeah, he's trying <laughs> to think. Okay. Uh, I would say it's a toss-up between Turkey and France. Turkey, really? Yeah. Okay, explain Turkey, please. Well, Turkey just has probably the best bread, and I, I think um, I think people are going to be surprised by this. But when we were in Turkey, the, the experience we had with the bread there was better than in France, at least for me. Really? They had better bread. Uh, the boyos, the simit. Um, man, what else? That we had boyos, we had simit, we had like a variety of other types of breads too that we just Eight, and I don't even remember what they were called. Okay, yeah, the simit was definitely amazing. And for people who don't know, simit is a lot like a bagel, but it's smaller, a little bit smaller, and it has sesame seeds on it. And it's uh, bigger, but it's thinner. It is. If it's served very fresh in the morning, and they're very oh, yeah. inexpensive too, and you eat them with a, a combination of honey and tahini. It's delicious. Oh, yeah. The one thing about simits uh, that I always remembered is that you would walk down like any park, and there would be people with just stands, and you'd see tons of simit there. And uh, they use simit for, of course, sandwiches and things like that, but the simit that you would get at those stands, it's like, you know, they, they sell simit everywhere. But it's just amazing how much cement people actually end up eating. Oh yeah, it's it's a staple. Yeah, it is. Okay, it's really good, and they also have. But you know, cement is just where what you find the most of. Really, if you want to have something really, truly very good, you need to go to I think uh, Izmir, 
is where we had yeah, it. Mm-hmm. Izmir for yeah. the Izmir boyos. For, for the boyos. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they also have some in Alacheta. I remember we were walking around Alacheta and they did have some boyos there, but it's really oh, in boyos Izmir. boyos are so good. Yeah. Okay, and uh, tell us about your second choice. Uh, well, it's, it's, it's a tie. It's not a second choice. Okay, your, your tie choice. Um, uh, and that's France, of course, uh, just because... Um, you know, you know, you know, the culinary um, experience in France is, uh, it's, you're surprised by it because you think immediately, uh, you know, maybe the food is like Italy where they, they make it taste really good by being, you know, uh, very liberal with uh, a lot mm, of their ingredients. Spices, right? that, that's also how they do it in the U.S. a lot to make uh, food taste really good is they add a lot of oil, a lot of salt, a lot of seasoning just going all out with it. But the thing with French uh, cooking is they're actually very conservative with their use of um, seasonings and oils and those sorts of things, but they still make it taste very good. It's as if they use the just the right amount of seasoning, yeah. of oil, it's definitely of an art. fats. Yeah. yeah, it's like an art. Absolutely. And so when I was there, um, I think I ate the healthiest out of basically any other country we were in. I would literally go to this the same place called um, Le Bichat. Le Bichat. <laughs> yes, you did. I went every to day. Le Bichat every For day. For a whole month. Yeah, and I would just get yeah. um, a quinoa salad. And I usually hate quinoa, but they just made it taste really good. And it didn't even have oil in it. it they, they added uh, lemon juice and salt and pepper to it. And then they also had a, a, a spicy. They did add oil too. They had they had a spicy chili oil that they would add a little bit on top for, mm. and um, it was very light but very delicious. And we had similar dishes uh, around uh, around Paris. Aaron, your favorite food destination. No, we're gonna mix it up. Your turn. Oh, you want me to answer? Hell this? yeah, go do it. <laughs> oh my god. Put you on the spot there. Um, you know. Favorite food destination, uh, I would also do the toss-up, but mine would be between Paris and Athens. And the reason I loved Athens was that it had just some really great... Uh, the, the whole coffee shop scene in the morning was really great. They had good bread. They had good cookies. They had really, we were there just after Easter, so they had these really great like little delicious cookies they were all vegan um, but they also had a really good pizza place i know that aaron liked their pizza smack smack Um, which combined interestingly enough um turkish pizza it's like a turkish flatbread yes and and regular pizza uh, which we really like i think we went there a lot a lot we went there a couple of times at least um they also had very good coffee which i liked um but Paris was, if I had to you know, just choose one place, it would definitely be Paris because Paris just had the best bread. Like in, in Paris, I think that people were, when you said to someone in a restaurant, I really like your food, their response was, but of course, because they have these high standards that they have to uphold and uh, they're in Paris. So of course their food is good. And what do you think? And it's almost an offensive thing to say, I really like your food. Or, you know, when we were, we were at this one place and they were giving us these, they were making vegan burgers, which is very difficult to make a good vegan burger, I think. 
And we said, this is really like the best vegan burger that I've ever had. And I remember the guy going, but of course, you're in Paris. It is the best vegan burger. And I just thought, oh yeah, well, I guess that kind of is a little bit offensive because we're, we're, we're surprised at how good it is, but it was very, very good. And so anyway, um, the one thing that I would order wherever I went in Paris was um, the bread. And there were a couple of really, really good bakeries in Paris, including a nice vegan bakery called Land and Monkeys. I think we talked about that so many times in this podcast, but it had a really good almond chocolate croissant that uh, oh, we, yeah. we oh. were tempted to get on a train when we were in Basel and take <laughs> the, the, the seriously high-speed train going straight to Paris just to stop at Land and Monkeys, which would have been three hours there and three hours back, but we did not do that. <laughs> All right, Aaron, your turn. Well, I don't know if my response is going to be a surprise to anyone, <laughs> but I think that really you can subcategorize these. So for me, my best food experience is, of course, Cyprus. I love Cyprus. Oh, yeah. Because they've got tahina pitas, and if you don't know what that is, look it up. Because I'm not going to spend more time explaining I'll, it. I'll but... explain. It's just basically a cinnamon roll made with tahini, but it, that, that's a it's generalization. God's gift to the culinary <laughs> it's arts. Manna from heaven. Yes. It's so good. And they also have just generally really good food. Um, you know, beans, vegetables. It's like Greek cuisine, except it's, you know, healthier and it tastes better and it's more traditional and whatnot. So I really do enjoy Cypriot food. But I would say like the best overall food experience, I would say from an American palate, it was actually in London. Oh, London was good. I, and I would say it's London, even though I've had better food experiences elsewhere, London was solid. You had the good Indian food there. It was good priced Indian food too. Yeah, good pizza. Good pizza. Mm -hmm. You have good grocery stores. I yes. mean, it's and I mean it's British food. So if you're used to American food, you're probably going to be used to British food. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would also say the one place that we kind of haven't talked about, and probably because we were not there long enough, was Israel. Israel. But, um, I think yes. that if if I had only one meal to repeat all year long. It would be going to the market in Jerusalem, and I, you know what I'm going to say next, right? So that shawarma. And going and getting shawarma over at that market in Jerusalem. That was like oh, the yes. best. They have the best. Here's the thing. Now, I know we, we haven't been to Lebanon. We probably aren't going to be in Lebanon anytime soon because they're, they're not doing too well down yeah, there. Yeah, I think they're having a war there, so maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. not this time. Uh, but uh, out of every country we've been to, uh, Israel has the best Lebanese food. And they say there, no, no, this is Israel, Israeli food. No, it's Lebanese food. But yeah, it's the best Lebanese well, food. Well, it's Middle Eastern, yeah. But they, but they had very good shawarma and falafels. The falafels that we had when we were in Tel Aviv were divine. They oh. were so good. And I would say yeah. this one thing. So when we were at the airport in Tel Aviv, that uh, Ben Yafo, or I, I'm sorry, I forgot the name anyway. Um, when we were at that airport, they had just a normal grocery store with, uh, I, this, I believe it was the duty-free market. This is a tiny duty-free market next to our gate. And I went there and you can get yourself hummus, and and bread of and course. it's good hummus and bread too of course and for and and for a normal for a flight like that that's great because it's not very expensive a and 
uh, B, it tastes amazing. And so you could bring that with you wherever you end up going. And that just ended up, that, that was my lunch. And it was great. It was an amazing thing. So last but not least, let's talk about the most beautiful destination of this last year. Aaron, what was the most beautiful place that you've been to this year? Most beautiful destination? Um, that's hard because we've been to a lot of really beautiful places. But I'll put that... I'll say Dubrovnik because Dubrovnik was really, really beautiful, especially next to the coast. That's really something you can't beat um, in terms of coasts. Oh, Dubrovnik was very beautiful, yeah. And very crowded too, although not as crowded as it used to be. Um, but for me, the water there was the most gorgeous thing. It was this blue that I've never seen in my life and I probably never will see again, but it's this Adriatic blue that you see. Yeah, really, really beautiful. I would say I also really liked. Um, oh, where was it? We were near Antalya. Yeah, Antalya mm -hmm. is incredible. Oh yeah, oh, it's, it's yeah. Turkey, the Turkish coastline is it's almost indescribably beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, we could have. What would have been really real cool would have just been to hike up and down the Turkish coastline. I think that would have been great. Yeah. Um, and how about you? Most beautiful destination. Most beautiful destination. Mm -hmm. I know that we've been to so many places, it's hard to choose. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to say Norway. The fjords were... were uh, yeah, Norway's uh, pretty They good. looked like yeah. a, a, a 18th century painting. It, it did, really, yeah. yeah. Was there a part of Norway that you thought was noteworthy, beautiful? The fjord. Just the fjords, yeah. The they fjords. were really nice. So it was like the last half, just north of Bergen. That's yeah. where they really... That's where uh, it really gets intense. You have like these crazy, jagged edges on, on the cliffs. And uh, yeah, it just gets uh, really, really crazy, the, the scenery there. Uh, you don't even think like something like that could exist. I know, I know. You don't think that it exists. You, you look at the pictures and you go, oh, that's a trick of a le the lens or something like But it's real. It's... Yep. I have pictures of you guys in the fjords. Mm -hmm. Amazing. So for me, my, uh, my selection is going to be Switzerland. Um, I loved Switzerland. I loved everything about Switzerland. It was, it was clean. The people were very polite. But the country itself was just stunningly beautiful. The Alps... Even a place like Basel, which is not known for its natural beauty, still has the Rhine going through town and these beautiful old buildings and lots and lots of history and churches. It was just, and everything is so tidy. I love that about Switzerland. You feel safe. Uh, everything there is safe. Like you just never feel threatened or in danger. And I think that's the thing about being in other places is that sometimes there's this feeling of unfamiliarity, like something could happen. Like Turkey is a really good example. They are not doing very well politically right now. You know, they're having an election soon. And there were times when I didn't feel 100% safe, even though I love Turkey. But there were times when it was just like, oh, you know, we're walking along the road and there are some guys that are yelling at us and we're thinking, huh. Ah, Maybe we should have not gone down this road, but in Switzerland, everything was very, very safe. So I like that, but especially the Alps were 
were just like some of the pictures that I took in the Alps of us hiking around were they look like they were generated by an AI. They were incredible. Mm-hmm. And they were not generated by an AI. <laughs> yep. Well, that I think is it for our recap of the last year of traveling. Um, now let's talk a little bit about last week's comments, though, because oh, yeah. um, and, and and just a preview of next week. Next week we're going to talk about the worst destinations, and that's going to be a lot of fun. But uh, this week's question is: We want to know about your favorite destination of the year. So please send us a note. Let us know what your favorite destination of 22 was. And last week's question, we were asking about some of the accidents that happened to you while you were on the road. And uh, we got 40 comments. That is a record number of comments. There is no way that I can read all of those comments right now. But um, let's just go through a, a little cross-section of those. Gail talked about uh, getting hit by a guy on a bike in San Francisco and getting a concussion. Sounds very, very painful. Um, Kathy had an accident in Stockholm during a rainstorm. She was hurrying down a cobblestone street and took a face plant and then had to endure a humiliating flight home looking like she went around with Mike Tyson, the famous boxer. She says, my poor husband sat there feeling like everyone thought he was a wife beater. Injuries were to our egos. And, um, and then of course I had to share how Aiden, when you were in Croatia, you tripped as well and fell when you were out getting lunch on your own. Yep, and, uh, luckily it did not hit my face so the assets are safe. But um, it got your knee pretty badly. My knee, so I might not be able to to uh, properly ski because last time we were skiing, I only was able to do like four slopes, and then I had to quit. Oh, I didn't know that. That's not yeah, good. Yeah, you know, good. I I only could do one slope, and then I had to quit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not I even that one. I remember that. Yeah. Um, Michelle uh, sent a, um, a report in about falling while she was in Mexico in Puerto Vallarta. She said she split her knee open. And uh, at the time, she did not have insurance, but she says she got smarter after that. And you know, that's the takeaway from all these stories, including my tragic story of having my ski accident and getting helicoptered to the Kantonspital in um, Graubünden, is make sure that you're insured, because if you're not, you're going to be paying for that uh, helicopter ride, and those are not cheap. Uh, you, those are you, you, that could really set you back a serious amount of money. Anyway, it is Christmas Eve here. If you celebrate uh, Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. If you don't, Happy Solstice, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. Um, we are coming to you from Spain. We are in um, in uh, Barcelona, and we are going to go out now and try to find ourselves some stuff for Christmas dinner. And I hope you enjoy wherever you are with your family and friends. And thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye-bye. Ciao.